you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is sponsored by Bevel. Don't forget that you have to support the family. The family's out here supporting us. DJ Khaled dropped the major keys. I keep trying to tell y'all, y'all are part of The Friend Zone, so y'all are part of the thing, too. Go on ahead and log on to Bevel. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. And use code FRIENDZONE to get 20% off your first month, okay? You're going to get you a sexy-ass razor. You can pre-order the sexy-ass trimmer. Be down with us. That's code FRIENDZONE to get 20% off the first month of your new Bevel subscription. Let's start the show. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Could it be I stayed away too long? Or is it just my mind? I don't know the words. <laughs> but I bet this is a song you've heard. <laughs> Give me an action word, nigga, it's a verb. <laughs> I'd rather be smoking herb. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'd rather be smoking herb. Oh, oh. I'd rather smoke some herb. Oh, oh. But it's not illegal, so I ain't said a word. No, oh. Yeah, so, uh, was the first intro of the time after the live show, and we're gonna dime drop on the stage, make it rock a page, turn the book and turn into another lane. Yes, word on them, this land rhyme, and I gotta do it big one more time, cause the live show is over. Now we back again like a four leaf clover, you lucky. I put the reins in the, in the rover. Hey. <laughs> Kim said it, then it's over. Hey. <laughs> if you a hooker, bend over. <laughs> I don't know money, I owe her. You out your fucking mind, I never pay for sex. I'm always looking for the next fucking checks. I like the money, I would rather have that than that. And anyway, let's wrap the show. <laughs> That's how we do it Woo. up in here. You're going to get three songs in one and your hips okay. still better roll. <laughs> they better keep on rolling. Up. People can't believe that you made that up. Made it up. Right? Yeah. I see people like, which vine did you get? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> vine? But then I was like, but that's sweet, though. You thought somebody, that's how you thought, good okay, it is. That's so. right. Vine Thank wishes you. they could. Vine wishes they had this hit. <laughs> I saw this little boy today, y'all, on a tweet. He was literally, he couldn't have been no more than like, 
18, 19 months, and he was playing the drums on I beat. I saw Did that. Did you see what? that, friend? I could not believe it. Oh, my God. I was like, this is Did like... Did you see it or something? No, I missed it. Oh, oh. We'll show you after. It's, yes. It almost looks unreal. Damn. I couldn't, but he He's was so jamming. little. Right? The way he was bopping his head. I said, if there was ever anything that would make me rethink having a kid, it would be that. Mm. But then he would poop or something, and I have to change that drawers. <laughs> and, you know, kids like dude would be green and... T- uh-uh. <laughs> He's nah. still shitting yellow. Still shitting yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I want your opinion on that. You still shitting yellow. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> still Here we go. Down. Welcome to the Friend Zone, everybody. The, the weekly take on all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell want a musty brain? Thought I forgot, but I'm back. Yo, hips better. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 For the last time, man. Uh, 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 yo, hips better. Oh. I can't. I already see what this show's gonna be. Rolling, rolling, (laughs) rolling. That was genius. I don't never comment on my own. That was a good one. I have to say, when he he, he started singing, rolling on the river, and and I was talking, rolling, Martin, rolling, and and that was definitely art because you could see like in your head, like three niggas turn back and make Martin. Like I I felt that when you said, I was like, don't. Yeah, Speaking of Tina Turner, one, and before we go all over the map like we do, we're going to get back on topic, I promise, friend. I'm, I'm, but speaking ahead. of Tina Turner, one of the funniest parts of What's Love Got to Do With It, which is a, when I say a classic of yeah. all classics, like that movie needs to just, they need to just put everything they still got from it in the Smithsonian next to Trina's bra from the Nan nigga video. Mm. But anyway, because that needs to be there too. It does. A place actually. of your own, home. When I when think, I think of, of home, home, I think of a bra. Uh, so anyway, but speaking of the <laughs> Tina Turner movie, one of the the funniest part of that movie that nobody ever talks about is when he went to get her when she tried to run away. And he was putting her back in the car. I'm not going to say what he was doing because I don't advocate that part. But what he said was funny. Because <laughs> he was like, don't, don't, don't you know he was stuttering? He was like, don't, don't you know that people go to jail for kidnapping their own kids? <laughs> I said, damn, I said, Ike was an asshole. You got to be fucked up to tell somebody, like, you so stupid that you're going to go to jail for kidnapping your own kids. I said, damn, that one stung. If I was teen, I would have looked back up him with my teeth touching each other and just looked at him. Nigga, I hate you so much. I swear to God, I wish there was something I could do. Something I could do. Just something I could do. I I swear to God. (laughs) <laughs> All right, but anyway, Fran, what's happening? Hi, guys. What's so, up? Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm like, how do, we, how do we segue from Tina's teeth? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Together. 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 <laughs> Yo, y'all, <laughs> we are on one today. <laughs> okay, bring it back. Mm-hmm. So we have a special guest today, known on these internet streets as Mystic Lipstick. Mystic mm-hmm. Lipstick. Hi, In Danielle. Hey, everyone. Hi, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Hello. <laughs> Danielle is very pretty, you guys. She's Isn't gorgeous. She? She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> and she has cool nails. Right? So we wanted to bring, do you want us to call you Danny, Mystic Lipstick, what's most comfortable? ML. ML. <laughs> hey, ML. Misty lips. Stop. Misty Stop. lips. <laughs> Mystic stick lips. Danny, Danny is fine. Danny's cool. Okay, cool. So, Danny. Danny. 
Danny, how would you describe what you do, Danny? Okay, you guys. Well, I guess I'm like a modern mystic, a modern metaphysician. I do all things metaphysics. I do energy healing. I do astrology. Um, I even dabble a little bit in numerology and just um, divination in sense of um, giving people direction, um, telling them what their most likely outcomes are going to be if they continue to go in the direction that they're going. So, you know, reading their energy and things like that, doing intuitive services, everything along there. Mm. Okay. And so I thought it would be interesting <laughs> to have Danny on because as we call it spiritual Twitter, <laughs> spirituality uh. right now is really becoming a thing and it's hard to kind of separate who's doing it because they're trendy and who's actually, you know, gifted. Why are you laughing? Because you said spiritual Twitter and I'm trying <laughs> so hard not to die right now. Like, it's a thing, I mean, I, 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 I believe you, but you know, it's it's really funny how Twitter has all these like little subcategories. <laughs> I thought spiritual Twitter was the Ricky Smiley fans. Oh my God. Wow, that's, that's, that's a whole, that's like religion Twitter. Yeah. I thought that's what that like was. Church-y that's Twitter. church Twitter, you know, right? BT Sunday's best Twitter. <laughs> right. Uh, Tyler lift Perry every voice. Tyler <laughs> lift Perry every voice. <laughs> no, but I thought with all of the conversations that have been taking place online and and just everywhere, I think people are becoming more open to different realms of spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's why you notice uh, there are more conversations about crystals mm-hmm. and energy healing. And regardless True. of how you feel about it, Dustin. (laughs) Regardless of how you feel about it, um, I definitely think it's interesting to hear the (laughs) to to hear straight from someone who this is their craft, this is their life work, this is a passion for them. Just to give us some background on how does something like this even come into your life? How do you realize that you have the gift to energy heal? We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about my retreat. Mm-hmm. And having the healers there, you know, the different kind of work they do. So I thought it'd be cool to have someone come talk to us and give us the information straight from the horse's mouth. So, Danny. Miss Cleo question. wasn't available. Miss so. Cleo. Oh, rest oh, in peace. R.I.P. Miss Cleo. R.I.P. Miss Cleo. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, technically, by the time the people hear it, ain't too soon. Because I like I haven't even cracked no Miss Cleo jokes, and it's like listen, I'm, I mean, and not even I'm not talking about because you're here, Daddy. I just mean because she passed away and she was Miss Cleo, so like Miss I mean, Cleo was an, an icon. I'm telling you, you like that I mean? right there. And we, t- I feel like we talked about Miss Cleo like early on. Didn't we too. say we were gonna get her on yes, the show? So we I found her to... Instagram and everything. Yes, so so I... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, we no, me and Asante were on the train and we found it. We were gonna DM her and ask her to come through. But she lived in, like, Atlanta. We were like, ah, I might not work out. See? We were well, plotting. she's booked now. <laughs> <laughs> she is booked to capacity. No. Rest in, in peace. In a good way. Rest in peace, Miss Cleo. She is. I'm just saying. She's occupied. Rest in peace, Miss Cleo. I'm Everybody, Miss Cleo is a cultural icon. She's forever. She is. Oh. You just keep She is. So, you know, rest in peace to Miss Cleo. And I hope y'all called her while you... She said call me now. I hope y'all was listening. She said call me now. And she... she, I hope y'all was listening. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why I'm telling you. It's a lesson in everything, right? And the lesson in this is to do what you are told to do. You know what I'm saying? Because you just, like, just do what you follow and follow instructions. How about that? Right? 
All of us did. So, <laughs> so Danny, welcome to the friend zone, yeah. Danny. <laughs> Hi, Danny, baby. I, I hope you feel right at home now. You see what's yes. about to happen. We just want you to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Have to warm it up for you. Yes. Oh, okay. So let's start from the very beginning. <laughs> okay. Tell us how... This all of this work just did it fall on your lap? Is it something you always believed in since you were little? Walk us through the process of Danny finding this craft of hers. It was a progressive buildup, and also it did fall in my lap. Um, I actually come from a line of Cherokee medicine women, so it's something that's actually in my bloodline. So when I was a child, I already knew about spirits, and um, but my my grandparents were religious, so I started off as being a Christian, but I knew how to pray and how to direct things. I used to see all of my scary thoughts on a movie reel when I was like three or four years old, and I would imagine them all going out the window to empty my mind of negativity before I went to sleep so I wouldn't have nightmares. Mm. And that's something I just intuitively knew how to do, and I didn't know why. And then, um, so I got into church really heavily. Um, you know, I used to pray a lot, and in college, I actually started off being, like, super Christian. I went to, like, this Bible study, and it was, like, these fanatics, and it was interesting. Um, it taught me discipline. Um, and then... After that, I got into astrology, and it started to really fascinate me. So I got into astrology about 18, around 18 or 19, and I started seeing just the different traits and aspects of people who I knew, and I saw their traits and their signs, and so I pull up everybody's charge. I, I really didn't know what I was doing back then, but I was learning, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, after that, I was working at Best Buy, and... My teacher came in. She wasn't my teacher at the time. So she came in to get her iPad fixed. And it literally, and she had to get a cover over it. And I was the best person who could do the covers. And it literally took me like an hour to fix her cover. But it was meant. It was like, how do, do I keep messing this up, you know? And we ended up talking about astrology. And then we ended up talking about what she does, which is healing. And she told me some stuff about myself. And what she told me was, um, you're a light. And she said, you draw people to you. But when you draw people to you, you expose all of the parts of themselves that they don't want to see. And so sometimes people will get upset with you. And then they will punish you as if their imperfections were yours. Because they don't want to see it. But other people will appreciate it. And it'll be healing to them. Hmm. And so that was before I knew anything of what she was talking about. I'm like, so what do you do? Are you a psychic? She's like, no, it's just my job. And I'm like, well, what do you do, lady? <laughs> and she's like, here's my business card. Contact me. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so about this time, I was 22. Um, I'll never forget. It was a Halloween because I went to the club the night before. And I stayed up the night over my friend Patricia's house. And that morning, she had a dream that there was a crow pecking at my head. And it scared her, and it woke her up. And then she told me, and it freaked me out. So I called her, um, Maya, my teacher. And she said, um, in Native American culture, crows represent knowledge and consciousness. And that was a vision saying that, the, you are about to get a new level of consciousness. And mind you, at the time, I didn't even know that I came from a line of medicine women. So I actually booked a session with her, 
And she said, oh, you look stressed. Lie down. So I did. And she started doing energy work on me. And then I felt something fill my lymph nodes up. Like I couldn't swallow or breathe. And I told her, and then she just like wiggled her fingers and snapped and said, oh, how's that? I said, oh, my God, it's gone. What did you do? She's like, oh, that was karma. You know, karma used to work in a terminally ill ward in the hospital. So I was like, karma? I had past lives. I'm not going to hell. It's lit. Right? <laughs> like, so I'm like, yes. And so she cleared that. And then that opened my mind up so much. I um, grew up in a really strict household when it came to Christianity. So I was always afraid of like, you know, going to hell and, you know, that this is the only life I get to live. And when she did that and I felt the physical proof and I was like right in front of my eyes, it changed everything. So I started doing what you call Qigong, um, which is uh, Tai Chi. And mm. then I started doing Reiki. And then I, um, this is around that time I had got pregnant and I had a blow up with my uncle because I was staying with my uncle at the time because I went to school in Virginia College and I had moved down there with him a little bit before that. And then she was actually looking for a roommate. So I moved in with her. And then when I moved in with her, that's when I became an official healer. Like she taught me how to use my energy. Um, and even before that, when I was in church, I felt power in my hand. And so I would pray and then I wouldn't even touch people. It's like real, you guys. Like I, I wouldn't touch them and they would fall out. And I would pray and they called me a spiritual warrior or a prayer warrior in church. And I could feel the power. But, you know, when I became a healer. That makes me feel guilty because when I see the videos of the pastors doing it, I'm always like, some oh, people, I mean, like, like it some may of it, well be some true. Of it is bullshit. Yeah, you know I was like, like in everything, you right. know, right. right? There's the actors, and you know, um, I because I had a couple of experiences, and I actually, um, Juanita Bynum, she's like really big in the in the Christian world. She prayed for me one time, and she laid me out, and it was it was genuine. So wow. it's kind of like wow. energy, <laughs> energy gets moved in everything you know um i think that it's um all about the doctrine that's behind it which is going to either help people accelerate or that can hold them back um but so there was a progression but maya my teacher she just like fell in my lap it was just time and so it's more like this called me to it um it's something i knew was always there and i was trying to find myself i was trying to find out what it was i was supposed to be doing and in due time it all came in alignment um, and here I am. Wow. wow. <laughs> so how do you deal with, because obviously they're, you know, as with everything, skeptics and critics and people that think you're a quack. And <laughs> how do you deal with those challenges, especially online, since you're, you know, in the process of building a brand based on this work? Mm -hmm. What's actually really interesting is that I rarely deal with it now. Sometimes, you know, you'll get... Twitter trolls, internet trolls say, oh, astrology is BS or something. But um, I dealt with it more when I was still coming into myself. Uh, when I still worked a nine to five, um, people would make fun of me for reading so much or believing in what I believed in. And I, I just couldn't care. Um, I had to learn that everyone isn't going to understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, even if you're speaking the same language. Mm. And the reason why is because everyone's path is different. And I learned that you have to honor people's paths. So what I do is not going to resonate with everyone. And um, you grow. You grow out of things. And I understand that, okay, if someone doesn't believe in what I do, 
That's fine because it may not be for them in this lifetime. It may not be for them, period. And so I just leave it alone. You know, you have to just honor people's thoughts. And so when you learn how to honor people's thoughts and opinions on things, and then you stay in your lane, you stay in your space, those who support what you support are drawn to you. Mm. It's so funny you say that because I feel the same way about, like, homosexuality, right? And, like, people's perception. Like, I feel like it's cool. Feel how you want to feel as long as nobody disrespects me in, like, any way. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. And I feel like the way that I live and the way that I, you know, just am in my in my in the environments that I'm in, people will understand that it will make whatever they thought was, it'll make me normal to them. And they'll then associate that with that and move forward, like, in the future. And when they encounter other people they'll be just more receptive. Mm -hmm. So hearing you say that, I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, moving forward and just really moving out of my authenticity is what really helped me just draw that crowd um, that's going to support what I support. Um, and honestly, I actually get more criticism from those that may be in a similar field as me. Um, you know, it's uh, there's competition, I guess you can say, everywhere. And even in those instances, you still just have to allow people to be where they are. You know, at, one thing I learned about dealing with energy so heavily, even studying physics, is, you know, neutrality. If you give energy to something, whether it's positive attention, negative attention, um, you know, because your brain waves they emit frequencies. So you're sending out frequencies. And, you know, it's going somewhere. It says energy, it never dies. It is only transferred. So not giving any type of energy, just letting things be what they are are and you know letting that area just be a still part of your reality it falls off of your reality because you're not feeding it mm. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I mean that's a, we've had this conversation yeah we've had this conversation before because i would combat you know negativity with positivity and danny'd be like yeah but you're still giving it energy mm -hmm. you know it's better to just let it drop and that's something <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you just you live the life you want to live. You do what you want to do. And when you enjoy your life so much, you literally do create your own world. And so anything that's outside of your world, it becomes so irrelevant. It's like, oh, OK, that's cute for you. But, you know, I'm going <laughs> to stay you. over here <laughs> okay. and, you know, I'm going to mind my business. And, and I I'm love your Twitter. Me and Asante Yo, are like stands. <laughs> Yo, for real. You know, you know what? Uh, Combat Jack, mm -hmm. I think uh, you did some work with him. Yeah. And I heard him talking about you. And I was just like, if Combat Jack is out here talking about some astrologer or whatever, you know, clearly she got to be legit. <laughs> so I went to your Twitter and I saw how hood, how hood rich you were. And I was like, yes. Okay, I got I I can buy into this. <laughs> and then I logged on and I felt like you was talking about me. You were talking about my sign and I don't I don't want to say what you said. But I was like what I remember I remember taking screenshots and sending it to you. Remember? Man, and I was like, yes. is this true? <laughs> and I'm sitting up here like I wish you would mind her business. Like <laughs> like you was up like the stars told you all of my business. I love to have fun. Like, you guys know, since I walked into the studio, we have been laughing. Right. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So it's like, I have fun with what I do. I have fun on my Twitter. Like, I holler all day, you know? So and that's what makes it fun, because I think you take the seriousness away from 
astrology. Because mm-hmm. when you think of an astrology, you think of someone who's like just talking about the planets and a lot of the terminology. I'm just like, I don't know what any of this means. Like when they're like conjunct mm-hmm. in the house. And, and the houses and placement. Yeah, yeah and the and nodes. And I'm like, what? But you... You know, she does it like she's spilling tea on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she'll be like, you know, Taurus, it's tea time with like a gift of us. Yep. And I'm just like, and then I love the responses because people are like, who are you? Delete your Twitter. Because <laughs> she's just so on point. And I think that's what makes it so fun because she doesn't have to go online and convince you. She just says what she says and people are like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> and the reason why is because... I roll my eyes so hard at this. Like, I've always been like this. I hate when people take themselves too seriously. It's like, girl, go somewhere. Boy, bye. (laughs) You know, it's like, have fun. Just be who you are. And it's like the... Honestly, like, of course you want to respect yourself and everything, but if you get too caught up in in what you're bringing or what you're doing, you're boring. It's so boring. It's like, stop taking yourself so seriously. Like, And stop trying to make everybody fucking agree with you. Yes. Like, I don't care. Like, people can feel, I'm telling you, my thing is disrespect. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You We can feel two different ways about anything and still coexist, still mm-hmm. have a good, literally, legitimately good time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when people do that, like, I, I just, I hate that. <laughs> and I feel like that's the internet yes. as a whole. That's why I don't give a fuck on the internet as a whole. And that's why Dustin doesn't read comments. As a whole. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. You say that. Today, you I went comments? to the comments. I was so, I had a little downtime at work. And, and they I was were like, let me nice. just go on SoundCloud and see because of what we had, because I needed to go on SoundCloud. Right. So, but I went and I was reading, I replied to like two or three people's comments. So I know they're going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> but I did. But I ain't coming back. So don't get no motherfucking <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, how has um, the fact that you can read energy and you are so well informed in people's signs and their thoughts and just, all levels and layers of people how does that affect who you choose to date who you choose to be friends with like does it create a sort of pause in you or are you or are you open-minded to see if maybe they could prove you wrong or is it lit because they can't get caught you, you or, already caught every life where it was told there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or that on a petty note okay <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, I already know what you're capable of, so I know exactly how to interact with you, you, and you. you Right. But, you know, I really do feel like the reason why I feel what I say is so well-received is because I'm not saying, like, oh, you're just this terrible person, only you. It's like everybody has their flaws, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I make friends with people, and even when it comes to dating people, um, you know, when I was dating and things like that, you just look and you have to say, okay, if... I'm going to be connected to this person. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. This is what they're bringing to the table. Really, like having a, a part of total acceptance of others. And it's easier for you to be comfortable with them. You know, really allowing people to be who they are is what makes friendships authentic. And it's what really creates a good bond. And, of course, it's, like, that's why I dug through my chart so much. And, y'all, like, my chart is so bad. Like, it's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. I don't even like looking at my chart. It's so bad. But I had to learn how to accept all of that. And so it makes me, like, more laid back about other people's stuff. So when you say chart, because I know there are people like, what the hell is a chart? (laughs) (laughs) Can you explain and 
as clear as clear as yeah, you talk, can. Talk, let's talk a little bit about charts. <laughs> Asante, you know, Asante is ready. I'm ready to get my red. So you know. <laughs> Tell us what charts are for those who are new to this type okay. of conversation. What does that even mean? Okay, so in terms of astrology, you have your birth chart. Um, and there are a couple of other charts that are going to show planets, their positions, and aspects, how they interact with each other. Basically, this is going to show your energy, how your energy operates and functions in the world. So that's what a chart is. And you have birth charts, you have synastry charts for relationships, all types of charts. Um, and so it's, it's showing your astrological placements and it's showing how these planets in your particular chart um, are being expressed. So basically the placement of the planets when you were born affect how you act. 100%. Mm. Interesting. So... <clears throat> Let's put that to the test. <laughs> Dustin's over here rolling his eyes. I don't know why y'all looking at me. The reason that everybody is so funny about this tonight is because I am the nigga that can't even watch the thriller video to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. It's a good I one. do not fuck around. <laughs> I he get wouldn't scared. even watch. I'm not scared of no human being. Like, walking, like, that kind of shit don't bother me. Right. But see, this right here, I can't get my hands on. Like, it's too much. I don't know. He wouldn't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I I have when no... He wouldn't even watch American Horror Story Coven for the no? longest. Yeah, but I don't even watch that. That's a lot. See, I didn't After watch that. After that first season? Oh, see, but not. But Ooh. they were different, though. That's the whole thing. No, though. I know it changed, but that first, that first season, season was, was enough for me. Listen, <laughs> Leatherface or whatever, the oh, rubber suit. I don't watch nothing. Nothing horror. I didn't watch the Republican National Convention. I don't watch none of that. I don't watch any of that. So, yeah, that's why they laughing. That's all. <laughs> so let's do a little bit of digging. Well, before we do any digging, is there anything else that either one of you wanted to ask before she gets into yes. reading us? Go ahead. So peep this. So one time I was over at one of my friends' house, and they had this book, which, you know, you know whatever. But it was like, according to your birth, why is your eyebrow up when you're looking at me? <laughs> See, I'm on a I'm watching everything, because I don't know. I'm like, damn, should He's I have my ankles energy. crossed? Do that mean something? <laughs> okay. Am I supposed to, like, if I, if I want to twitch, I'm like, damn, I don't want to think that means something. <laughs> so anyway. She already got you figured out. My friend, well my friend had this book, right? And it was like your, all these birthdays. And like when you read each birthday, it said, you know, it basically told everything about you based on your birthday. Mm -hmm. And every single person that I looked up their birthday, it I was swear all to bright. God, it was them, including me. <laughs> so is that what, what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Basically. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> As long as don't start moving in here, you know what I'm saying? No, no shit like that. Like, I, you know, just real talk. Like, I got my limits. Listen, like, stranger I'm things. This is a lot for me. You know, oh, you understand okay. what I'm saying? I'm good. You feel that I'm good, though, right? I mean, you're a little uptight right now. You're no, but nervous. you know, like, my, my, my intentions, like, my nature. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like, okay. Yes. yes. So I'm not like, you know, <laughs> I hate you, friend. <laughs> That's the so first time I have ever much. did that. <laughs> I love Ooh. this too much. Oh, my pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Asante, let's look at your chart first. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so the first thing I always like to do <laughs> is... I can see Asante's face. I feel like I'm on, like, Love Connection or something. <laughs> like, if, just like, in the event my future is listening, like, they're going to be like, all right, let's see, let's hear what's wrong with this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> All right, so this is what I'm saying for you. The first thing I notice is that the majority of your planets are what you call in the southern hemisphere of your chart. Mm 
Okay. I'm from Atlanta. I'm from the South. Yeah. <laughs> so what that's going to show about you is that you are very worried about your career. Like you're really career driven. You know, you know what you want in the sense of you want to create and materialize things. You're very in the material world. You're very much in tune with what's going on socially. You really do care about the events that are happening in the world from that standpoint. Also, um, the majority of your planets are making what you call a, like a bowl formation, which means that lack is really apparent to you. So it's like whether you're lacking time, love, attention, money, it makes it feel like it's the worst thing that's in right. the world. It slaps me in the face. It slaps you in the Any face. Of it. And, you know, that's good in a sense of. It can help you to like really like, you know, work on these areas of lack. It's going to bring attention to it and you're going to want to fix it. But what you want to make sure of is that you don't get pessimistic because you'll be like, oh, my God, I don't have this money right now. My whole entire life is just gone to complete shit, you know, and it's just like but you have all these other great things happening for you. And so you don't want to get caught up in that. Right, right. You right. know, <laughs> I feel you. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm trying not to open up. I was about, you know, that's why I get high. And then you was going to tell me something about another planet and the gas. And that's why I get high or something. <laughs> well, um, when we look at your chart, you Okay, know, tell me. Come on. <laughs> you are a Pisces sun. So the thing about Pisces is that if you guys do not ground yourself, if you do not have a creative or a spiritual outlet, you will escape through drugs, alcohol, have different types of... Um, addictive behaviors mm -hmm. um, because you're going to want to escape. You're going to want to get away and like numb your mind. Also, with you have an Aquarius moon, it can be really hard for you to know how you're feeling precisely. You're like, oh, I'm happy or I'm sad. But it's like, why? Where's these like feelings coming from and the intensity of them? One thing about Aquarius moons is that you guys can literally be in a state of depression and you won't know for like three months. And then one day you wake up, you're like, oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. It's like, and it's because Aquarius moons, you guys intellectualize your feelings. So that can be really hard for you having that Pisces sun with the Aquarius moon because you feel a lot, but you like to make fence, make like you like to make sense of what you're feeling. So sometimes while you're feeling all these things, you're not allowing them to just organically flow through you. You're trying to, you hold them, you want to process them or you want to suppress them because it's too much for you at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um. So like learning how to allow yourself to just feel and not censor it because it doesn't make sense or it doesn't fit with what you're doing at the moment or it's going to take time away from something else that you're doing. You have to learn how to really allow that fluidity and just allow it to flow. Let it flow. <laughs> okay, what else does my chart tell you about my future? What he looks like? <laughs> what he looks like? Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, let's look. Oh, oh. <laughs> now it's not gonna show. <laughs> it's not gonna show all of that. But you do have what you call Mars conjunct Neptune. So one thing I'm gonna say: you're Mars gonna... conjunct Neptune. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> You can attract one of two types. You may attract someone who's either really sensitive and spiritual, creative, or, honey, you're going to attract liars, cheaters, guys who have addictive tendencies. <laughs> done that. Right. Done that. Well, let's just move on. Then. Let's just. <laughs> he in the bowl. He in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> let's just move on then. Let's just you know what? gonna regret look, that look, she told look, us this that. Is exactly He's like, in the ball. This is exactly like Twitter because I will be reading her timeline and she will be talking about Pisces or something. I'll be like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to read the rest of this thread. <laughs> Let's talk about some good stuff, though, because you have, like, a really nice, um, nicely aspected Venus, which is going to be how you relate to oh, other what? people. <laughs> I'm, I'm finna leave the room. <laughs> oh, this, exactly. This has never happened to me. So you know you just finding out? <laughs> you just not seeing it? There is a light. Venus as in the planet. Oh, I thought you said... Mm-hmm. Penis. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, when I'm looking at your Venus, um, there are a couple of things. <laughs> we, we're not adults. <laughs> or a vein or a... Uh, it is a couple of things when you're looking at his penis. They are they underneath the... the a vein, a curve, straight. It's a couple of things, literally, right up yeah. underneath the bar. <laughs> oh, you are... I cannot. Oh. <sighs> Danny, you're fun. <laughs> you are. Okay, okay so let, let's talk about some of the good stuff you, you were saying now. Okay. <laughs> Something so, about my, my, my Venus being... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I don't know how we're going to get through this. It's a little bit too much me and you, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm telling you like she told me now. <laughs> Okay, so you have Venus conjunct Jupiter, which is a really great placement. The reason I why... I thought it was Neptune's. That was she your talking Mars. about something else. I oh. even know she talking about something else. And Sade getting flustered over I here. I am. I'm... Get out the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get on the plate. Oh okay, no plate now. All right. So you have Venus conjunct Jupiter. That's going to make you a very generous person. It's going to make you really generous with your friends, with your lovers. It's in your relationships. Also, you like to spend money, um, but you can also make money. Um, if you really like use that placement to your advantage, you can bring in money pretty easily, but you'll also burn through money. Um, make sure that you don't be all overindulgent, like overeating or just eating too many rich foods, overspending. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, you just want to watch that, okay? Um, also make sure that you're not overgiving in love. Make sure that um, I know that you like to show that you love people through giving them things. You know, you know, giving them yourself, your time, or even, like, presents. And just you just really love to give. Um, but also, you know, you also like to laugh and make jokes. And you just, like, love to be fun. But like I was saying... Going back to the overgiving, make sure you don't do that. Make sure that you are not giving too much of yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the little tear. <laughs> now, I'm going to get to all these nice aspects before I hit you with this last one. Oh, my um, God. No. <laughs> see? See? <laughs> she always got something up her sleeve. <laughs> so, let's look here. You also have what you call Venus trying Saturn. So, even though... You have this Aquarius moon with the Pisces and the Gemini rising, which can make you need a lot of variety in things, you know, um, because you have like a very mutable chart um, in those terms, which are rising and with your sun sign, you really can build to make things last. Um, you go into relationships with the intention to build 
um, something that's firm. You know, you really take commitments seriously and you're capable of building something strong with people. Um, so that's like a really good quality for you to have. Also, mm. your moon is traditionally ruled by Saturn. So I do feel as if when you get into things with people, you do take your feelings seriously for them. You take your emotions seriously for them. I don't really feel like you're someone who's just going to like try to play games with people. Mm. If you're like really into them, if you really want to be committed to them. I don't feel like that's you at all. That's right. Tell the people. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> there are people taking notes right now. <laughs> um, you also have Venus trying Neptune. Exact. Okay. This, this oh God. is like good and it's oh bad. God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. So the reason why I say this has good and bad, even though this is what you call a trying aspect, which makes it an easy aspect, which does lend it um, more to the positive qualities, it does have a, a bit of a dark side. Um, so positive about it is that you can have a lot of compassion for the people that you're into and you can forgive like nobody's yeah. business um but you know the dark side of this is that sometimes you can be a bit unrealistic you'll go into something knowing that somebody has an issue knowing that they have this set of stuff they need to work on <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god after all i've done for you can you do this to me and so <laughs> It's like, shut up. <laughs> Delete your Twitter. <laughs> but it's like you've been new, but you just chose to ignore it. So the reason why is because I recognize something about Neptune is that Neptune is the planet that um, holds like spirituality, creativity, but it also holds deception and illusion. And um, a lot of times people with heavy Neptune aspects, Pisces, they get deceived very easily. Um, I realized that the reason why... Neptune is coming across and um and it can bewilder people and they get deceived is because it's a bit judgmental. Um the reason why is because we are not allowing people to be who they are. Instead, we say, "Well, I don't like that." So I'm going to act like it's not there. You know? And so yeah. really learning how to one remember that they're putting up with stuff from you too cuz that's something that you can forget sometimes very conveniently that you know they have to put up with your imperfections and your ways because when you get on your oh my god I'm a victim right now tangent this is you what she was that. tweeting <laughs> this is what she was tweeting and so um you know when you really learn to accept people for who they are and you really learn how to acknowledge those flaws that you know you see but you're just lying and acting like you're not you're lying to yourself like oh this person is so perfect you know they're not perfect you're just forgetting conveniently the stuff that you know is gonna mess you up later well most people ain't perfect you know <laughs> like god's not done with me yet you know <laughs> so it's just kind of like just remembering that and and it will you won't get hurt as much when stuff comes to the surface later on into down into you know relationship and you mm -hmm. feel like you're giving so much and you sacrifice so much but just remember one they're sacrificing two and two you've been new now tell me how do I get to the money though? How do I get to the racks? What planet are the racks on? How do I get like <laughs> what planet are the racks on? Let's take a look at a couple things for you. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. You know, there are people booked up for this, okay, and I'm getting it for free right now. <laughs> Wait, this is free right Frank. I'm literally <laughs> looking through my email for my BC. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm sorry. Oh, so one, your Jupiter is very nicely aspected. And like we talked about, um, with Jupiter, Jupiter is gonna be like the planet that holds like fortune and things like that. It's gonna hold your money. You don't have anything in your second house. That does that's not a bad thing. Second house does rule materials and the eighth house rules shared resources. Um so you do have Mars in the 8th house. Um, so with Mars in the 8th house, 
I kind of feel like you may pick partners that are a bit. Um, <laughs> what are you looking like that for? Because I see what you're doing, uh, and I, and now you're really getting my secrets. So yeah, you may pick partners <laughs> that may be a little bit. Um, spendy like they may not they may burn through their money a little fast um when so when you get married you want to make sure that you're in control of the finances um when you're in relationships you may like get partners who don't budget very well um and things like that but going back to your jupiter you have what you call jupiter trying saturn and this is like a really good aspect for you to build wealth with Tell it's a me really more. good <laughs> it's a really good aspect for you to build wealth with and taking a look at your career house just like how you're you know going to make the most of your career to get you money you have what you call mercury conjunct your midheaven so you know communications and everything that you're doing is going to be like super good for you it's it's really supported it's something that you're going to be really good at and it's something that's going to come across very naturally for you and it's going to be well received Okay, at least you left me on a good note. We gon' we gon' <laughs> But I wasn't done. Oh, you have Venus opposite Pluto. <laughs> I, knew I knew you wasn't done. You have Venus opposite Pluto. So this is the thing. You may have noticed. See? <laughs> look, look, see? Now, look, that's I, the shit I, I'm I, talking about, right? That's, that's the shit I'm talking about, right? <laughs> 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 I, I asked y'all. <laughs> Nothing's going to move, though. Nothing's Nothing's going to move. So you may have noticed that your mom needed to really be in control of her surroundings when you were younger. Like, she needs to be in control of everything. Um, The way that this is going to impact you is that you need control and love. But you may not necessarily own that. You may try to project it onto your partner. And so you're like, oh, my God, this person's so controlling. Oh, my God, they're being so manipulative. Oh, my God, you know, like they're they're crazy or they're obsessive or all these other things. And the way the opposition works is that you're going to own one planet generally and you're going to project the other until you bring it into balance. So because you have such a nicely aspected Venus anyway, I do feel as if you're more comfortable with owning that Venus aspect of yourself. So you may find yourself being the one that's so soft and gentle and and nice and then you may attract these people who are kind of crazy and you're like why do I keep attracting people who are crazy and the <laughs> and Yo. and Asante's the re- triggered no, I'm, not. I'm thinking about a couple of crazy people <laughs> I don't be acting nice no more because and the man. funny thing is that is exactly how that thought sounds you're like why do I keep attracting people that is crazy that's, that's, that's exactly how it sounds when you think that mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the reason why is because you have to own that part of yourself that's afraid of not being good enough and that's afraid of being left that's afraid of being rejected so what you could do is you can subtly try to control your partners and you can honestly be very vengeful that's me you know you (laughs) (laughs) you may you know in love like you may act like everything's okay and then like six months later you do something super petty to get that person back Ouch. and you try to act like you don't oh, so know he plays the long game oh yeah oh yeah he holds grudges he oh, holds grudges okay. i've been learning to let go <laughs> oh i've been trying mm-hmm. I, i've well, been we'll trying know in six months what, what planet is that i've been leaning next to a different planet <laughs> no you didn't i've been leaning <laughs> That's on okay, switch I, was, I was hanging out in my seventh house and things. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about the houses okay. and and how that works. Right, too, you got some money, means. seven houses. <laughs> what? Okay, forget broads in Atlanta. Okay, <laughs> rental property. 
Yeah. So basically, you know, that's like basic, like one of the biggest things that you want to work on is like not like the fear of not feeling good enough, the fear of feeling like people are going to leave you, um, even though it's like it's imagined, you know, it's, a, it's an imagined thing where you feel like you're not good enough and you feel as if you have to do small things to control your partners and stop not facing that fear. Stop acting like everything's okay and you're just giving so much and these people just leave you. No, it's a fear that you have and it's projecting and you do things to push people away. Hmm. How does that feel, Sante? Well, I mean, talk to us. You've just been <laughs> You know, I've had, to, I've had to soak it all in because for me, uh, most of the, well, not most of it, all of what you were saying was true. Like, you know, you were hitting me with uh, certain instances of the he past <laughs> past he, past he's uh-huh. and and everything is spot on but now I, I know um which houses I, I can pull up to <laughs> to get to the to the the things that I want to get to and to try to bags and to try to stop being so much of uh or to own much more of myself I should say I'm, I'm gonna own different aspects of myself and I think that's gonna change the outcome of who I've got coming into my life is it hard to like if you you know all these aspects and where the planets are and how that affects your your energy. Is it hard to change? No. And yes. I'd say, yes, it's hard to change if you're not aware. It's hard to change anything if you don't know what you're working with, if you don't know what you're dealing with. Also, it's going to depend on what aspects you have. So oppositions, in my opinion, are a bit harder to change because of the projection quality there. So it's kind of like you may be completely oblivious of, the situation and then it just takes you owning that so you can bring it into balance um in that aspect it makes it a bit difficult if you have what you call squares it causes attention and so you it's like this the tension does propel you to change but it may cause you to feel a bit of unrest so i think that if you understand thoroughly what you're working with you can change anything honestly Easy and hard all deals with how willing you are to put the work in. Mm-hmm. You know? open. So you yeah. would suggest um, becoming familiar with your chart so you can better understand Definitely. your energies and what you probably need to work Definitely. on. Definitely. I mean, that's why I... So it's almost like a blueprint. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and that's exactly why I approach um, the natal chart the way I do. Because if we don't deal with what's in our shadow, then we cannot have the best of what's in the light, you know? Mm. 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 <laughs> Say that one more time, please. If we don't deal what's in the shadow, we can't have what's in the light. Exactly. <laughs> okay, put that on your email signature, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next on the chopping block? <laughs> Taking a pause for the cause, you guys. Today's episode of the Friend Zone is brought to you by Bevel. And when we say brought to you, we seriously mean brought to you. Like they bought money, they spent money to buy this ad space and we need you guys to support them bevel razors and the bevel trimmer are hot right now it's trendy Nas dropped that line in Nas album done which is my favorite song on dj Khaled's album support bevel tristan walker is really doing something special over there and i can personally vouch for the fact that these products work well i can't wait to receive my new bevel trimmer in the mail and asante as well so pick up your bevel today by going to getbevel.com. that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com and Enter code friends on at checkout to save 20% on your first month's order. That's G E T B E V E L dot com. Promo code friend zone. Start shaving smarter today with Bevel and take our word for it because we really mean it. Let's get back to the show. What if you went next, friend? Uh oh. 
I think it's your turn. You know, <laughs> get ahead, your little Danny. graduation up in here. <laughs> okay. And don't feel bad saying anything. I'm an open book today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the thing about Fran. She has sun and moon in Taurus. So this, I really noticed that when people have sun and moon in Taurus, you know how to make money you guys are like money making machines and the reason is she in my jupiter (laughs) (laughs) am i in asante's house (laughs) (laughs) and the reason why is because taurus they're the manifestors you guys are the material you guys materialize things in a way um where you really make things work for you you know um you're really 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 built on building wealth for yourself um you know you're really grounded and you're really present and so the material world is extremely important to those who have Taurus sun and Taurus moon because it's one one is going to be your outlook on life how you go about things which um is indicative of your sun placement your sun sign in Taurus but also it's your comfort zone so it's comfortable for you to have material and you absolutely hate if you don't like it's like you feel like you're gonna die if you don't (laughs) (laughs) I guess my apartment might show that (laughs) um and you also have what you call cancer rising so the thing about cancer rising is that everybody thinks you guys are just so wonderful and sweet and innocent (laughs) and cuddly (laughs) I'm not seriously because the thing about cancer risings is that you guys come across as just being these really wonderful people who just like really stand out in the room because of how sweet you appear. One thing that I <laughs> appear <laughs> keyword there. Okay. Now the reason why I say appear is because I believe personally that with cancer being on the ascendant, it's ruled by the moon. And so the moon is a very intimate placement. You know, it's like a very sensitive part of who we are. It's a very sensitive planet. It's like sometimes you may feel a bit defensive or guarded. So sometimes you may feel like you're under attack, but you're not. Um, Because the moon, the moon being your chart ruler and your ascendant being cancer, it makes you feel very open and vulnerable sometimes. So even like strangers, like strangers can hurt your feelings. Say if somebody like bumped you in the grocery store and rolled rolled their eyes, you're like, you'll talk about an hour later. I cannot believe that lady rolled her eyes in me like (laughs) she (laughs) and you're real like you're really hurt about it. Like, you know, and this is a complete stranger. Are you listening, Internet? Are you listening? (laughs) And so it's just because you're... That's true, though, because even mm-hmm. with... I mean, mainly in the internet, sometimes some comments, I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I care so Stranger much? Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Yeah, and so just with that, it just makes you to be a very sensitive person. Um, And sometimes if you're not aware of it that you can be a bit hypersensitive um true yeah just because you feel everything very intensely and it and it doesn't even have to be someone who's close to you it's anyone you know um you feel those things very strongly Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that i know so you have sun in the 10th house which is a very great placement it just come on 10 house (laughs) um 10th house once again you know you're very driven um you are very much so about your career you're very much so about building solid foundations for yourself um i think you also attract men who are very serious about their careers they're very serious about where they want to go in life um now you're either going to attract that type of man or you can attract men who can be 
a bit cold, um, even mm. a little mean. Um, mm. <laughs> the reason why is because the tenth house. <laughs> tenth. I'm feeling sensitive, Danny. <laughs> See? Feeling open. See, Trigger here we go. Warning. I'm triggered. <laughs> the 10th house is ruled by Capricorn, okay? So women, we attract men, and we're attracted to men who, um, based off of what house our son is in. So you attract men who are Capricorn-like, even to a degree. Um all my best friends in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, so Capricorn men, they are either very about building and stability. And, you know, they always have, like, this this project or this vision that they're trying to fulfill in terms of their career and stuff. Or they can be a bit mean, cold, and distant. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get one or the other. Okay. Mm. You also have moon in the 11th house. Um, even Damn, though you 11 have... 11 houses. <laughs> Fallen. Even though you have sun and moon both in Taurus, your um, sun and moon are in different houses um, just because of the time that you were born. Um, one thing I like to say about the 11th house is that planets in the 11th house may feel a bit awkward. Um, the reason why is because 11th house is ruled by Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus. So Uranus is going to be um, the planet who is like the innovator, and but also Uranus is going to rule like the black sheep, you know, so you stand out. So sometimes you, your emotions, you may feel a bit awkward about your feelings. It may be a bit awkward for you to process things and, you know, and you may just feel a bit out of place sometimes when it comes to how you feel about certain things. So you may not even like want to say out loud, like how you feel, um, because you feel like you're the one with the different feeling on things, the different opinion on things. What's really interesting, though, is that the 11th house also rules social media. And what? so, what? Um, you have Twitter got a house? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter got a house. You have, your Mercury is in your um, 11th house as well, <laughs> which is going to be... Um, it just feels like your communication, your thought process and things like that. So I do feel as if when it comes to social media, it is you feel comfortable with um, just, you know, telling people your thoughts on things. And I think even to a degree, you do like talking about your processes um, and how you are, um, you know, processing things emotionally and mentally. And I also feel as if people can connect with you very easily on an emotional level, even though you feel awkward with how you feel, you feel awkward about your emotions. But I feel as if, especially through social media, people um, have a natural connection with you on an emotional level that's right i like Look that at you. i mean okay. i just had a wellness retreat <laughs> right based on connecting with people that were from the internet so it's pretty awesome so do you want to talk about that about the retreat oh let's talk about what you talked about at the from the retreat a couple of weeks ago oh, it, oh. okay <laughs> okay had me up in here digging up my mom and daddy issues <laughs> <laughs> oh are you saying if i want to get into that part of the chart <laughs> so let's let's take a look at it. Go ahead. Okay, so you have Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter in the fourth house. Oh, so let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> crowded in there. Uh-huh. We're gonna talk about this Pluto placement here and the Saturn. So Saturn in the fourth house, um, one or two things. You're either gonna come from um or even both. You come from a background in your household. It was very structured. Um, there may have been even a bit of uh, 
just like structure and, you know, schedules and things have to be done a certain way. And um, but also Saturn in the fourth house is very infamous for having a cold upbringing. Mm. Um, so there may have been a lack of love in the home um, mm. when you were growing up. And this is going to transfer as being even a lack of self-worth when you get older. And the fourth house is going to rule the unconscious mind. So even on an unconscious level, you have to work through feelings of undeservingness and unworthiness. Um mm. Just and like I said on the, on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it also shows um, Saturn in the fourth house. Fourth house can also show different things with our mom. So I do feel as if your mother may um, have had that a bit of a disconnect there on an emotional level where you didn't, your needs weren't met. Your emotional needs weren't fulfilled. Pluto in the fourth house is also going to show some sort of disruption happening in, the, in your childhood where there was an event that could have really changed your life and it could have shaken you up a bit. And so it can create, um, you know, just also like these, just this fear, um, even fear of loss, fear, fear of losing people, fear of losing security, fear of losing things that you love, fear of losing things that give you comfort. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Does anything sound familiar there, friend? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. My, um, my dad's youngest sister, who was, like, really close in age to me, she had gotten really, really sick. And I used to, like, sleep with her in the bed and everything. We were so close. And um, and for a long time, she just would say she had, like, a really bad cold. Um, but she actually had AIDS. Mm. Yeah, and we didn't know at the time, you know. I mean, she knew, but she right. just didn't know how to tell us. And that was really hard you know, after she passed, because it was, like, such a shock at the time. You know, in the 80s, it was like, what? Yeah. AIDS? Yeah. We, Oof. you know, doctors didn't know. So that was a, a really rough loss, because it was, like, my best friend in childhood. Mm -hmm. And then to see her wither away like that. So that's interesting. That was probably the most shocking. Well, I won't say the most. A lot of crazy shit happened. But <laughs> that was probably the first mm -hmm. shocking, like, shake-up for me of loss. So I definitely get that. Yeah, definitely. So just really processing that and working through that is going to help that fear of loss and that fear of just like losing security. It'll turn it into more of a transformative energy for you so that um, instead of always thinking in terms of loss, you'll think of terms of transformation and really just growth and rejuvenation and healing and things like that. But working through those, um, that Saturn in the fourth and the Pluto in the fourth going to be very, 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 very important for you. And when you say working through, mm -hmm. what are, like, how does one work through, especially you said there's unconscious issues of self-worth. How mm -hmm. do you even tap into that? Um, looking at different ways that you may stop yourself. From doing different things. So having like a pause button and yeah. read. Yeah, don't I always say that or something? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I literally have a pause button because I know that my impulse is to have a meltdown about things. Mm -hmm. That's why you always refocus. You, you see, always zoom out. I zoom out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also looking at the ways that you fear losing control. In right. what ways are you afraid of losing control? And I do feel... Just looking at the rest of your chart, I do feel like you may fear losing control, especially in your relationships. 
in your friendships because you have what you call Venus is sextile your Chiron. And so this can show even some painful lessons through love. It can show that you um, heal also through your relationships, but also through the pain that you experience from those relationships. So you would want to go back and it, this could even be talking about how you had lost your cousin um but there was something that happened um in terms of a relationship that was a wound that hasn't healed yet and so going back and finding that wound like a love interest or it just... could be a love interest or it could just be um anyone that you had a relationship with because venus isn't just going to rule love like love relationships it's going to rule all your relationships right so it's like finding that place finding that one that one relationship that is just created this wound that hasn't been healed yet. Once you heal that, you'll be able to heal others going through similar stuff because Chiron is the wounded healer. So it takes our wounds Ooh. and it allows mm. us to wounded heal Wounded healer. If that ain't Man, fitting, that, I don't know right what there. it is. Look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I mean, you know, it's, it's a little heavy and we haven't even tapped on that iceberg. But yeah, sexual abuse, I think, with someone that I was very close with <laughs> um very very close with i won't say who they are because you know that's family issues but um yeah th that definitely is a wound i still haven't fully worked through i think mm -hmm. for sure so let's uh go into your relationships with men oh boy what mm. a transition okay <laughs> But I know that's I would, affected me. If we was online so right now, I'd be hitting her with all the gifts <laughs> if I were you. All of Delete them. Delete your One thing about your relationships with men is that you do have Mars retrograde. So what that means is that you choose men who go against the norm of what the quote unquote societal standard of men of man represents, you know? Um, so sometimes you may attract men who don't want to step up to the plate um, to, you know, and assert themselves and take on that role of responsibility, you know, that men do in our society. Um, maybe like solidifying commitment, um, even just really like taking the lead in the relationship and saying, you know, this is what I want to do with you. This is how I want it to happen without being like second guessing themselves or making you make the decisions. You know, you may find yourself making the decisions in the relationship because he can't make up his mind or he's afraid to speak up or he doesn't want to say what's on his mind. So you're telling me to stop dating Gemini's. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm not going to disagree. Um, I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> you know, I got Gemini in one of my houses now, okay? You dating men who don't necessarily fit that masculine role in what that entails. Um, now, you can also attract a guy who's just like that rebel who just does whatever he wants you know who doesn't want to fit into a mold anywhere and he's just really just out there like you know f society and what they Hippies. expect of me yeah right you know, mm -hmm. attract that too mm -hmm. sounds about right <laughs> so you know honestly just what look a mess <laughs> god <laughs> look at what you're attracting and see if it's fitting your needs. Sometimes you go for the guy who's different. You go for the guy who doesn't fit into the mold. But you just have to make sure that when you're doing that, he's still able to provide and gives you what it is that you're expecting from a man and what you're expecting from a relationship. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Noted. <laughs> um, also, you want to 
And, you know, what's actually interesting is that you have Mars sextile Uranus. So that's going to even um, support that even more, that you you attract guys who are just outside the mold. You attract guys who are a bit different, um, even progressive, creative, different things like that, innovative even. Um, but you do have Mars squared Neptune. So be careful about attracting cheaters, liars, uh, men who may have addictive tendencies because mm. you can definitely get them up in the mix too. So you may get that starving artist who oh. likes to smoke all day or something. Mm. You know, you just got to... <laughs> or cheat all day, one of, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that when you're choosing men, keep your eyes extra open. You know, because sometimes you may not be able to see the men that you're choosing very clearly. Hmm. Yep. I can co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I guess it's my turn now, but I want to switch things up, right? Mm-hmm. So, so for me, mm-hmm. because like we've already talked, you know, I told you I can't even watch the thriller video. Like I get nervous on commercial breaks if something pivotal happened before, you know, it's time. I'm him. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, like, you know my birthday. Mm-hmm. We told you that. But mm-hmm. I want—I really want to know, like, I'm interested in, like, my love life. Like, what's going on with me? What's up? Let's dig into what those planets. What can you tell planets. me about me and my love life? So we're using that with astrology? Or are we going to do that intuitively? That's your thing. <laughs> well, I mean, you might have to do it intuitively because... The birth chart, yeah, you don't have your accurate time. So let's go with intuition. Let's do it. Yeah, so we don't have Dustin's birth time, which is why we have to kind of flip it. (laughs) I really wish y'all could see Dustin's face right now. I feel as if, um, and I think that you may have touched on this a little bit earlier when we were talking. Um, I think that you're almost, you're struggling to break a mold that may have been placed upon you to a degree in some way, shape, or form in your life. So what's happening is that you're going against your own grain to a degree and forming and asserting yourself in a new way, how you even view yourself and how you channel your energy. I think that the women that you attract, they may agree with parts of you, but they still... (laughs) What? (laughs) That's actually true. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that you still may attract people who aren't very compromising on other things. Um, Other parts of like how you express yourself even, like maybe even how you emote and how you process. And the reason why... The reason why is because (laughs) you're still learning how to do these things for yourself. So the reason why they aren't as accepting is because you're becoming more accepting of who you are on a more authentic level. Okay. So what you're saying is that, like, if I'm dating someone Mm -hmm. and I have, like, if I'm dating someone and I feel like they're supposed to treat me a certain way Mm -hmm. as far as them having, like, a certain type of, like, care or concern Mm -hmm. for me. And I just expect that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I expect them to like be protective of me, emo- consider me yeah. emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And consider whether or not an action would like hurt my feelings or not. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? Um, to, uh-huh. Yeah, kind of. I, 
I what I'm actually seeing is that maybe um, you may get I don't know if you get like a frustrated response or an irritated response, uh, maybe a response that's a bit short of patience from the people that you're dealing with. The reason why is because you're um, you haven't worked through your the way you're processing emotionally completely yet. So you're attracting people who um, have who are mirroring that friction that you are still working through within yourself. You you haven't fully gotten to a place where you're comfortable with um, honestly like feeling everything that you feel and and being almost compassionate towards yourself. I think that sometimes you can be a little too hard on yourself. And I feel as if you're still learning how to maybe even to a degree be forgiving with yourself because maybe you grew up in a more critical environment and you're trying to unlearn that. Oh, that's a break in the conversation. How, I how did she do? I, you know, so what else do you think? Because that's actually true. I wish y'all could see this. <laughs> Can I Snapchat you doing this? No. Is it a secret? No, it's not a secret. Um, Honestly, I just see, I think that's the main thing right now. And I think that it's like you're going you're going through a transition. You're going through a process right now within yourself. I feel as if you're starting to look at things in your life differently. I even think that you're starting to accept situations in a different way than what you have previously saw them as. Like, you know, what you previously thought about them. And honestly, I feel as if you're starting to admit to yourself, no, this is not okay. No, that was not okay. And what about my family? What do you think about, like, my family relationships? To be honest, I feel like to a degree, there is some level of uh, maybe they misunderstand you to a degree or like they don't fully understand you. And I don't think that your personality or the way you uh, you process is not very similar to the way they process. Um, I'm not sure. Let me see. I don't really see, it's not like a specific person, but maybe the way they go about things, you know, the way they work out issues or talk about their feelings and stuff, it's not the way you prefer to do it. So um, that is what has kind of caused not a misunderstanding, but just not necessarily a meeting of minds. Um, so that's why I think to a degree you have been closed off even to yourself because you do, you're different and you are starting to learn that it's okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So what about like my career and shit? Like, <laughs> am I going to get to the bag or what? Wait, what bag? <laughs> you know what bag. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I just trying to mm, run to the money. Run. Okay. <laughs> I see that your best, like the thing that's going to help you the most mm -hmm. is going to be learning to listen, mm -hmm. really taking things in. Mm -hmm. Because I feel as if to where you want to go, you're going to have to learn new things. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel like it's going to be challenging for you because I think you learn pretty swiftly. You learn pretty quickly. Um, you know how to really assimilate things. Um, but I do think that sometimes you can get in your own way mm -hmm. because you are like very opinionated. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that is going to cause you to not absorb things that are going to help take you to the next level. And I don't want to be like that. I really don't. I don't want to be stubborn or opinionated and like, 
obnoxious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I do want to learn to, to everything that I can, and I'm very, very, very like humility is very important to yeah. me. Yeah, and not because I feel like not in a way of like well, you got to stay humble. No, like I legit feel like I have so much to learn. Yeah, and like I just want to be looked at like that. Like I'm really, I really am sponging everything up. Mm-hmm. So. You know, anybody want to open the book for me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I read the motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm picking up, though. I think that's your biggest tool right now. I think that you have, you've made some really good decisions in the past in regards to your career. And I feel as if you this, you have been working on some things for quite a while. I think you made the right decisions. And now all you have to do is be still and listen and things are going to start to come to you and fall in place. Um, The biggest thing for you right now is just to be willing. You're going to receive everything that you've already put in line because I see that you have been very calculative. You have been calculating. You've been looking at things from different angles and you've been, you've really been setting things in place for things to fall in place, you know, you've been doing that. And so at this point, all you have to do is learn to receive and listen and you're going to just fill in those spaces thank you mm. I felt warm I did <laughs> his was the warmest that I right. was ain't that crazy y'all could take the heat <laughs> <laughs> so damn oh, so you feel like I can't you. take the heat like you think it's you not, get that no it's not cause that. that's what I actually want is the heat you don't want the heat I do I want okay. the heat <laughs> she said. She's stirring the pot. <laughs> She's in the bowl. Honestly, the I bowl. feel like you're so open to criticism that you have to more so learn acceptance of yourself. You have to. You you got to get out of that mode. You don't even like that is such an expired place for you. What exactly? Criticism. Criticism. You know, taking the criticism and learning from the criticism and criticizing yourself. Like you're out of that place. Like you got to move out of that. You've done that so much. You're at the next level. You're at the next phase of your life, and it's going to be that softness and that acceptance is what you need. And that's why your reading feels warmer because when I channel and when I do things intuitively, I move from highest good. So. The highest good of all involved. So you're involved and I'm involved. So I'm pulling through what's needed for you. And what you need right now is that warmth. You need that that softness and you need that love. There is a certain part of you that has been starved for so long. And, you know, you have been you've been taking that you've been taking that that hardness and you've been allowing that and you've been taking it. you've been sucking it up and you've been hey. sucking it up. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have, though, like you've been just you've been absorbing all of that in. And you've taken it with a straight face. You haven't complained about it. You know, necessarily, like, you haven't been like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take all this criticism that's being thrown at me. But you've learned. You've done that. And it's time for you to move out of that place. You don't need to be there anymore. And so that's why, even going back to the original part that we were talking about, that's why those women that you have been... Men. My bad. But that's, 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 that's a good look. That's why we That's a good look, though. <laughs> look, look, look. Well, no, Word I, up, list, viewing, listening. Oh, no, yes. well, this <laughs> is the thing. I, I thought... didn't pass the paper bag test, goddamn. <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know why I thought that you had said woman. That's what I was saying, women. Oh, uh, no. I wanted the other reason. I want you to be like, you just thought I, you know, <laughs> you ain't know what was up. 
Okay, yeah, I, I know what was up. But yeah. I thought I heard you say women, yeah. so I was just like going with women. She was just being nice to what she's saying. I was like, you know, I didn't want to be offensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But no, like, but that's why you're attracting um, men like that. You're attracting men like that because that is what, that's the mode of operandi. That was like your previous mode of operandi. So you've been mo- like moving out of this criticizing hard energy, you know? Um, but it's it's time for you to move out of that. And that's why nothing's sticking right now. It's not sticking because that's not the place where you need to be anymore. That's not the place um, that's best for you. You have to, you're, you're learning love at this point in your life. You're learning softness. You're learning how to be soft. You're learning how to, <laughs> you know, you are like, you're learning just that it's safe. You're learning that it's safe for you to be yourself and not be criticized about it. That's that's where you are right now. Mm, so so you're saying that that's no, part. she's not. <laughs> she said she's saying you need a, a, a yanla. That's what. Have you ever cried on a big mammy titties? No. Right, a mammy. A big black bosom. I swear to God, I wish my sister Crystal would do that one more time. She just give us mammy titty one more time. She'll probably do it on my birthday. Oh my God! So Dustin's opening up, is what you're saying? His heart is softening up. He's at that place where he's ready for that, and that's what you need. Mm. You've done that. You've done the criticism thing. You've done the criticism thing. You know, you've taken that uh, that room for improvement. You've taken all the things that people have had to say about you and you internalized it and you made it work for you. You ingested it, you know? I hear that. But it's not time for that anymore. You know, there are seasons for everything. And now it's time for you to love. It's time for you to love yourself. It's time for you to only allow people in your life who are going to love you. Because at this point, the only thing that that criticism is going to do is keep you in this hardened space that you're not supposed to be in anymore. You know, because you're about to get some things in your life that are just so good mm. that it's going to fall on infertile ground if you don't if you don't soften it up. Mm. I my my soldier, my soldier's still swimming. I'm not infertile. <laughs> swimming a mile a minute. I went to the doctor the other day. My shit was Michael Phelps. Go, my go. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, like you know, you just it's just time, like because. I just see, like, things that you just did to work. Everything's aligning for you, Mm. you know? It's just aligning for you. And to be honest, that's (laughs) why you have to learn to, like, to listen and receive. That's another word I was getting is to receive. And honestly, to receive and to allow things to permeate, you know, and saturate into our soul and into our lives, you have to be soft. You have to be a bit vulnerable. And that is not a comfortable place for you necessarily. That's shared vulnerability. You don't do that well. You know, you have, but you have been learning how to be, um, you've been mastering vulnerability within yourself. And that's why you've been taking that criticism. And that's where that humbleness came from. For you to say, you know what? That's true. You know what? I'm going to fix this. You know what? I'm going to fix that. And so now it's time for you to let that that wall down because I see, like, the soft soil, you know, like that fertile ground, but there's a concrete wall there. Mm, so, so I should keep chipping away every week. <laughs> So we're, so we're on track. I'm yeah. going to get somewhere. Up, it's like I just see like a concrete wall and it's keeping like that that fertile ground, you know, so sheltered. <laughs> damn it. Dam, you huh? have a dam, have honey. A dam. It's a dam there and it needs to come down. Okay. Stop. 
Why is she looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> also, because selenite is a very selenite is a very high vibrating stone. You also want to keep a good rounding stone on you too. So like tourmaline. Let's turn into Adam and Eve. High vibrating stone. <laughs> Uh, so it's gonna like <laughs> tourmaline um black tourmaline is gonna be really good to ground you well i literally this okay those are the two stones i keep by my bed they're so i good. keep three a rose quartz black tourmaline and a selenite wand yeah they're like super wonderful yeah okay so like the black tourmaline you can pick a piece up it's like really cheap um it does you can just be a, a small tumbled stone it's not only going to ground you but it's also going to protect and shield your aura as well so you have the selenite which is cleansing yourself and your environment that you go in and then you have the tourmaline that's shielding and protecting you and grounding you that's amazing because mm. i intuitively Put those on my nightstand. Yeah, it's so pivotal. It's very important to keep your energy grounded and cleared whenever you're in a hectic environment. Um, when I didn't live on my own and um, when I stayed with my aunt and uncle when I was in college, I would always sage my own room. I would sage my room and I would keep tourmaline. You can put tourmaline at the front of your door um, in the corners of your room. Um, to shield your room and the energy in your room. Also, mm. if you are someone who travels a lot, you can take selenite with you and you can put it under the hotel beds um, and it will cleanse the energy of the bed. So, you know, just really keeping your energy in a good and clear space is going to allow you to stay like centered and focused and stay and out of the fog yeah yeah so you're so basically you're a big proponent of using crystals to help you stay centered i definitely am especially if um you're not someone who's either comfortable with energy work or you're just unfamiliar um now if you can get reiki and different things like that that's also perfect like acupuncture acupuncture is yeah. wonderful um them little cups Oh, yeah, cupping. cupping. Oh, that's yeah. all dope, too. Yeah, so it, you you definitely want to get um a, at least a monthly regimen of clearing your energy. Something that's also... Something that's... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> this is perfect <laughs> so something else that's like really good and I am such a huge supporter of this salt baths everyone yes. salt baths two cups of salt and I like to take lavender essential oil because it does speak my language you. now okay it you speak your friend over here <laughs> <laughs> it relaxes you and it does take away anxiety um, and it also can be used as a clearing proponent as well um, side note, you can take lavender and you can put it in a spray bottle with some water. You can spray it in the room to clear the energy of the room. You can also do it to clear your bed and to help you to have a better sleep at night. So that's really good. Yeah, I use it on my feet or oh, I yeah. spray it on the um, pillowcases. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed that it absorbs and I, got I sleep well. I from Bath yeah. & Body Works a couple of years ago. Oh, that <laughs> stuff's heaven. It is. That it pillow is. mist? Knocked out. Oh, my God. I, love <laughs> I just be using the Glade candles, but it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> Yes, Glade. Lady okay. never lets you down. I'm so mad. This is a step in the right direction. Come on now, them Glade candles. Glade. Okay, Glade. Okay. With the mark on it. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, 
So yeah, like lavender is really great. You want to take a salt bath for about 45 minutes. So watch an episode of something that you love. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to really give your energy the chance to really clear out. When you're going to get out of the tub, you want to drain the water first. Okay? And then you want to imagine all the negative energy and attached energy that's in your aura that's going down the drain. And you will honestly feel it. And if you do this... I can co-sign that. Yeah, if you do yeah. it at least once a month, twice a um, twice a month, or every week, just depending on how much you interact with other people, um, people, <laughs> <laughs> people who do um, readings and you know tarot readings or um, who or, are or wellness retreats, wellness retreats. <laughs> this is also going to be really big for public figures and. People who do podcasts and YouTube, yeah, because we absorbing people's yes. opinions all the time, <laughs> and that and people are connecting to your energy every single time they watch or listen to an episode of something that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So these people are constantly connecting to you. So you definitely want to cleanse your energy. It's so so important for people who. Um, Deal with and hyper visible, yeah, hyper visible people and people who deal with the public on any level. Um, and if you're in school, I mean, if you're just a student or you go to an office or you take the subway, um, where you're always around people, it's really important too. So, do the salt baths, it will change your life. Okay, so what mm. kind of salt? Like, we talking pink Himalayan, we talking Lowry, orange, yeah, <laughs> so all you need is coarse sea salt, mm -hmm. okay. okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Danny. Is there anything else you guys want to grab before Danny goes on her way? Not yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know where to find You're you. You're like, this will be <laughs> off record. <laughs> look, look, we still record and I ain't got no, more, no further questions, Your Honor. Okay. Well, thank you, Danny, for no demystifying your craft and allowing us to kind of pick your brain Kicking and sharing. Yeah, sharing, because I know it's not easy to share information when there's so many skeptics online about it. Yeah. But hopefully today we open somebody's mind to it. Maybe hopefully. someone will find interest. She knows what she's talking about, y'all, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell everyone where they can find you and where they can use your services as well. Okay. Um, well, my website is going to be mysticlipstick.net. And my Twitter is going to be Mystic X Lipstick. Thank you. And to get your services? Um, you can also find my services online in my online store at mysticlipstick.net. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so, you so much, much for much. coming through and joining us. Very, nice Very nice meeting you. We're so Thanks. thankful for the information you shared. And that's it. For this week's show, we hope you guys found it super interesting, super different. You know we have to flip it this week. Right. We thanks, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and stay black and protect your magic for real after this week. <laughs> and don't get nothing on you. <laughs> All right. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.